0: and ten when you get your get there stick your finger in it and then close it and put that Bible up in the air. let's declare something if you're watching at home do the same thing if I were at home I'd really act like I'm at church and I invite you to be a part of everything that's going on here people that are watching in various countries I'll try, I've, I've learned I need to try to slow my speech down because sometimes they have a hard time understanding uh, Geechee <clears throat> uh, in, in Africa and uh, Puerto Rico and places like that. So we'll try to slow it down a little bit. But we thank you for tuning in all over the world. Uh, you know, you're, everything's online now so you can be tuned in everywhere. So I'll challenge you to do this. Stay tuned in and don't shop around while I'm preaching. Just stay tuned in and um, let the Lord speak something to you today. So at home, grab your Bibles too. Y'all got it? All right, let's do it. This is my Bible. It is the inspired, infallible, immutable word of God. I long for it more than my necessary food. I love it and I'm never offended. I live by it and I prosper in whatever I do. The word that I'm about to receive will sanctify me, build me up, and give me an inheritance among the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 and 10. Let's read those two together. Let's read those two together. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 and 10. You have it? Yes, sir. Okay, let's read together. Ready? Read. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. All right, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you so much today for giving us this divine opportunity to engage in your word. I thank you, Father, that we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive what you have for us to know today. Thank you for the word that will change our lives, that will become a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths that will guide us in the direction that you'd have us to go. So, Lord, today speak prophetically. And I pray that not only would there be a prophetic utterance, but that we would hear the voice of the prophet today in the name of Jesus. So that, Lord, according to your word, you said, Lord, if we believe your prophets, we shall prosper. So let it be so, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen. And amen. All right. We're picking up from where we left off before we were visited last week on this subject of something big is coming. Something big is coming. Will you tell your neighbor that? Something big is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, just, just to re- refresh your memory, this came out of a dream, a God dream that the Lord gave me here. On June 30th, uh, I was sleeping as a, as a prophet. God speaks to me times through, uh, through uh, uh, well, I was going to say before dreams, uh, a tongue and interpretation. Or he'll speak to me just in prayer time or fellowship time. But oftentimes some of the most, uh, the biggest words that are brief words that are sometimes the most powerful words are spoken to me in a dream. And this dream, like others, I'm in the dream and I saw a vision in the dream of God and he spoke these words to me. He said, do not be moved by the world. They can only dream of what I have for you. Now, I hope somewhere in your mind or in your papers, you have that written down. Yes, yes. I hope somewhere you're recording that. Yes. Because when God has given me these words through dreams, like, just like Ben a flower, December of last year, preparing us for this time, And we didn't know he was preparing us for this time. We didn't know that COVID was coming and a pandemic would hit the world. But God was preparing us ahead of time for what would be here today. Right? And if that's how God spoke to me then, and we've seen it manifest quickly. Because I told you what he told me in 2018. I'm sitting there meditating, talking to the Lord. And he told me, he said, son, every prophetic word you've ever heard is for now. I wish I had about to remember that. He said, every prophetic word you've ever heard is for now. And he said, every prophetic word you'll ever hear is for now. In other words, there will be no more time off dissonant in the future, 10 years, 30 years, 40 years to fulfillment. No, he said, every word is for now that you've heard, and every one that you will hear is for now. So it was interesting that when I heard that word, Praise God. <laughs> it's funny because the year before is when he spoke that word to me in June 16th, 2017, when he said financial miracles are happening in my life every day, he spoke that. He said, keep saying that, and it wasn't but three months later we were completely out of debt. (laughs) So God has, if you allow this, picked up the pace in the earth because his word travels at light speed. But in the earth, he's picking up the pace. The time is drawing short. You understand this? So God is making, as the Bible says in Romans chapter 9, a quick work or a short work yes, yes. in the earth. How many of y'all know about that? In Romans 9, right around verse 28 or so. He's making a short work or a quick work in the earth. Okay? So then when he said that about being a flower back in December twenty-second, two 2019, then all along comes this pandemic. And it's going to cause everything in the world to begin crashing. And yet God has proven himself over and over and over again that he's sustaining and taking care of his people that we can sow as much as we want and we can save as much as we want and spend as much as we want and we're not going to run out. I'm checking you. And we're not running out. Glory to God. Glory to God. So that tells me, Barbara, that when he speaks this to me on June 30th, 2020, and he says, do not be moved by the world, they can only dream of what I have for you, he's not talking about something 50 years from now. When he says to me something big is coming, we're not talking about 30 years from now. Some of you may say, well, pastor, I'm 80 years old, I'm 70 years old, I'm about to hit that, that. I'm going to miss it. No, you're not going to miss it. First of all, you ain't going nowhere anytime soon. <laughs> you got 120 years at least in you. I say you got 120 years at least in you. Glory to God. In Genesis 6, God God told, told uh, Moses that, uh, he told, he told uh, uh, Noah rather, in Genesis 6 too, 120 years will be your time. But Abraham, under the blessing, lived 175 years. Now, don't let COVID f- trick you out of your years. Don't let the fear they're putting out there, let that fear get in you and trick you out of your years. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you? Okay? So you got plenty of time, but it's not, it's not going to take much time. Because when God says something big is coming, I have a, a sneaky suspicion, a reasonable suspicion, a, a Holy Ghost hunch. Somebody tell your neighbor, Pastor got a Holy Ghost hunch. I got a Holy Ghost hunch that what God is saying is right around the corner. Tell your neighbor, something big is coming. Hallelujah. Now, God's speaking that to us, and then he's already divinely arranged for Pastor Derber to come in the middle of that. And when he comes... He begins to minister this word on the first Sunday he's here, on the Sunday he's here, uh, called divine mess. Talking about Benjamin, the last son of Jacob. And he talked to, showed us, oh, in a wonderful way, how the last are going to be first. And God took Benjamin, who was picked on, rejected, beat on, all those things like that, and God moved him right up to the top and gave him five times... Five times what his brothers had. Yes, now I understand some of y'all when you heard Pastor Durban say that you didn't get really get excited about five times because you putting your faith on a hundredfold. I'm bleeding for a hundredfold, but I start doing some calculations. If my income increased by five times. Come on, just think about you. If your increase and your your income increased just by five times what it is now, would your life be changed? If the size of your home increased five times to where it is now, would your life change? If this ministry increased by just five times, I told I told Dad Apostle Durba, I said I said Dad. I said. If your ministry increased by five times, your new building wouldn't fit you. The building y'all are building right now wouldn't fit you anymore. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? So I'll take five times, Jesus. (laughs) Anybody with me on that here? So then he ministered on this past Wednesday night, Treasures of Darkness, and talked about how God creates in darkness. Now, I want to go back to a scripture that he alluded to, that he took us to, actually, in Isaiah 60. Because I'll use that to segue back into what we've been talking about here. In Isaiah 60, because it was in 2010, the Lord began to to minister Isaiah 60 to me. 2010, God began to teach me about the kingdom of God. And he let me find, now, it's always been in the Bible. You know these scriptures, they've always been there? But it's like your eyes just didn't see them. Anybody over here have anything like that? They always been in the Bible. But all of a sudden, they become illuminated. Glory to God. And so God began to open my eyes to Isaiah 60, and I believe it was in about 2015, uh, we were having a camp meeting, 2015, 2016, I'm not sure which one it was, our camp meeting here, and uh, we did. Isaiah 60 time. All right, I'll turn it back on. Hallelujah. Now, Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. Y'all there? It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is what? Now here's what he hit on Tuesday night, or Wednesday night rather, verse two. For behold, the darkness, the gloominess, the absence of light shall cover the earth and gross darkness or deep darkness here in the New King James, the people, or shall cover the people. But the Lord Lord. will arise over you and his glory His glory means, is that Hebrew word kabod, his weight, his heaviness will be seen upon you. So God's glory, oh Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost. And I'm going to show you here in, 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 in a moment from the book of Haggai about his glory. And it says his glory will be seen upon you. Now, I like here because I look at this here, it said, but the Lord, when the darkness is on the earth and deep darkness of people, it said, but the Lord will arise over you. That word arise comes from the Hebrew word zarach, which means to rise, to come forth, break out. Everybody say break break out. I'll show you why I said that in a minute. Arise, it means. All right, Isaiah 60, verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. That word, when it says the Lord will arise over you, the Hebrew word zarak, which means to rise, come forth, break out, arise, rise up, shine. Notice this other phrase, new phrase here to come out, or to appear. Now, it's interesting because if you study that word, Zerach, in depth, notice these key phrases I brought to your attention. Break out, out. then it says at the end, to come out or to appear. Now, the implication from the Hebrew is that God is going to arise over you, meaning he's going to come from within you. When it says to break out, it's like when you break out with mumps or break out in bumps or break out in measles or break out uh, in leprosy. It's inside you. Which is why it says like to come out or to appear. In other words, if there, there's some, some kind of virus or some kind of thing that's gotten into your body and, and it, before, before it manifests, it's already in there. Before it manifests, it's already in there. It's just once it breaks out, once you break out in the hives, once you break out in whatever the bump is or whatever you have, now people can see what was already in you so when it says that the darkness is going to cover the earth and deep darkness the people but the lord will arise over you it means he's going he which was already inside you and the glory of him that was already inside you is not going to break out Is not going to come forth it's not going to appear it's not going to be seen through your life the bible says in romans chapter 8 that all creation all creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, waiting for us to reveal what's already in us. That's why the devil's trying to attack the church because he knows it's almost revelation time. It's time for God to bring forth and manifest what's already in the earth. Oh, God. Now, I'm going to hit on finances, but it's going to go way beyond finances. Because what God's going to do in the earth through the sons of God, through the, son- the daughters of God, the people of God, is going to rock this world. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Now, notice what he says here. And I'm still in Isaiah 60. In verse 3, he says, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rises. And this is all while there's darkness covering the planet. All while darkness is covering the planet. God creates in darkness. God works in darkness. Now go over to the book of Haggai, please. It's further down in, in your Old Testament. It's right next to, next to Zephaniah. That makes it easier. Haggai 2. I'm going to read verses 5 through 9 in the King James. And there's a reason I'm reading the King James because the King James translation gets it right. The new King James botches one of the verses. You understand these are translations, right? Haggai 2 verse 5, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth remaineth among you. Fear ye not. Got it? Okay, keep going. For thus said the Lord of hosts, Yet once, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth. Remember now Isaiah 60, darkness and gross darkness. If you look at what's going on around you in the earth, darkness, gross darkness, but there's a shaking going on right now. Every system is being shaken. Government is being shaken. Governments throughout the earth are being shaken. Education systems are being shaken right now. The business world is being shaken right now. Entertainment has been shaken. To the point we're hearing about entertainers committing suicide in, in repeated motions. What, like what's, what's going on? What's going on? Things are being shaken. Oh, Jesus. He says, and the earth... And the sea and the dry land Everything's being shaken And I will shake, listen to this All nations I will shake all nations Don't think America's the only one in trouble Let me, let me leave and go somewhere else I will shake all nations oh, we going to run to Africa All nations Y'all didn't like that. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. Hmm. And I will fill this house with what? Remember, we just read about his glory being seen upon you. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord. Now, the reason we use King James here, rather than New King James, because the New King James says that, 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 that all nations shall come to the desire, or we shall come to the desire of all nations. Well, not, that's not how it's supposed to be. It's the desire of all nations are coming. In other words, there's something that all nations desire. I want, I want to give you one guess. What all nations desire. It's money. It's riches. It's prosperity. That's what's behind every single war that's ever been fought. <laughs> well, it's about terrorism. No, it's about oil. It's about land. Every nation desires financial wealth. That's why those of you who, who study, I, I, I have to just study the biz world all the time because that's my bent, that nations have been storing up gold in, over the last 20 to 30 years. They've been trying to stock up as much gold as possible. Every nation, all the, all the top nations have been doing their best to stock up on gold. They're not trying to stock up on bitcoins. <laughs> Y'all not saying anything. They're not trying to stop up, stock up on dollars or euros or rubies or whatever. They're trying to stock up on gold because gold is a standard. Gold is money. That's what all nations desire, money. And he says, God says, when I do that, the desire of all nations, which we just identified what it is. So can we, can we replace the, the desire of all nations with the word money? So, and I will shake all nations, and money shall come. Money come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all with me on this? We, we just, this is this how you do a math. Once you find out what it is, what X is, you can substitute back into the equation, right? I just solved for X. So you can put money in the equation. This is what it is. And I will shake all nations, and money shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. How do we know Loquan is talking about money? Go to verse 8. Verse 8 tells me, the silver is mine. Stock up on all you want, but it's mine. The gold is mine. Build up your fort all you want to, but it's all mine, says the Lord of hosts. So sure China, sure Japan, sure Russia, sure France, sure sure Switzerland, sure USA, these are the main countries that are doing this. Sure, go ahead and stock it all up. Make it easy for my children to get it. Get it all in one place so they ain't gotta go all over the world looking for it. Get it all in one place so when, so when I push the button, <laughs> they know right there where it is. Well, how is this going to happen? I don't know how it's going to happen. God said, I'm going to shake everything up. He knows what he's doing. So he's going to shake everything up, and he says, and that, that, that desire of our nation is going to come, and he says, the silver is mine, yes. the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. Now look at verse 9. This is the last part. verse 9. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of, than of the former. So all that we've known, all we've seen, and we've been, wow, you know, wouldn't it be great? You, man, he says, and I, in this place I will I give peace. That word peace is the Hebrew word shalom, which means prosperity, it means wellness, it means salvation, it means wholeness. And in this place, y'all have that. This is why, ladies and gentlemen. See, the devil can read. Sometimes church folk act like they can't read. Or they're only reading their favorite little scriptures. But the devil has read Haggai 2.9. He's read Haggai 2.5, 6, and 7, and 8, and 9. He, He knows these verses. So he knows that when the prophets declare what God said in his word, they start an activation process. So what he has to do in the earth is to shut the prophets up. Oh, y'all don't like it. He, so that's why he has to get everywhere around the world we need to shut these churches down. Because if we shut the churches down, we shut, shut the prophets up. <laughs> but he doesn't realize that there are some prophets you can't buy. <laughs> Jezebel might have had all the prophets in, all in Israel on her payroll But there was at least one guy Who she could not buy And that's the one that because of his prophetic voice He changed the climate of a whole nation He said there ain't gonna be no more rain in this area till I say so One prophet change the climate, change the weather pattern of a whole nation for three and a half years. Just one prophet. And I got a feeling that in this house in this prophetic house, God has more than just one prophet, but he has a bunch of prophets sitting here who you're going to declare what thus saith the Lord. Now watch this. Y'all ain't going to like this part here. You you can't be a prophet and a protester. Y'all don't like that. You can't be a prophet and a Protester Because you're speaking two different Things you're speaking two different Directions if you're going to be a prophet And this is why God had to send the apostle To come make sure we're shaking out of that Stuff this past week That we Get back on prophesy And speak what God said This is the year Of the open mouth But when you open your mouth, you better say what God has said. Because there's only power in saying what God has said. Don't get caught up saying what CNN is saying and what Fox is saying and what MSNBC is saying. Keep saying what God is saying. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I like how the passion puts it. Open your mouth with a mighty decree, and I will fulfill it now, you'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. That's Psalm 81, verse 10 in the Passion Translation. See, you got to speak what thus says the Lord. And so the devil sends a pandemic to get us to shut our mouths. Then he sends pandemonium to get us to open our mouths with the wrong thing. Y'all missed it. The pandemic was to get us to shut our mouths. Then the pandemonium was to get us to open our mouths with the wrong thing. <laughs> well, you know, we got to say something. You ain't got to say nothing. God is shaking it up. God is already shaking it up. I don't like what's going on in, in, police, in police departments. God, that's why God is shaking it up. I don't like what's going on in the government. That's why God is shaking it up. He said, I'm going to shake all nations. I don't like all, of, all of the issues in the education system. That's why he's shaking it up. I wish I had somebody who would witness with me this morning. Tell your neighbor, that's why God is shaking things up. He don't like it either. He don't like what he sees. God hates robbery. God hates oppression. God hates injustice. He's shaking things up. As a matter of fact, give me James chapter 5. Give me James chapter 5. You can go back to the New King James Version. No, 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 no. Stay in King James. Stay in King James. We're going to do King James as well. <sighs> Tell you that, but if you're going to open your mouth, say the right thing. Say Say what God has said. said. See, he's backing up his word. He watches over his word to perform it. Don't get caught up speaking your own words. Because God is shaking things up as We speak. Something big is coming. And he told us that before the desire of the nations come, I'm going to shake things up. So I need you to open your bright eyes and see if things are being shaken up, then what's coming is right around the corner. Oh, my, 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 my. We see the shake up. We're gonna see the desire coming in a reckless, as my parents used to say. In a, in a... On, it, won't be long now. it won't be long now. I said it won't be long now. Everything you've been praying for, and fasting for, and sowing for, and believing God for, and took all the persecution for, it. it won't be long now. It's about to come and explore your life at least five times where you are now. God's about to increase you and raise you up. Give God a shout about that right now. I don't need five times many cars I have now. Give them away. I don't want five times the size of my wardrobe. I don't have room for that. Get more room. Because when God, I got a feeling that God is smart enough that when He does things, He does them across the board. He makes everything parallel. So if he gonna give you five times the size of your wardrobe, he gonna give you a closet. Five times bigger than it is now. In a house, five times bigger than it is now. With a garage, five times bigger than it is now. Your bank account gonna be five times bigger than it is now. And you are gonna be able to bless five times more people than you do right now. Hallelujah Thanking God, we just, we just sent out12,000 dollars to, to feed some people. Thank God, next time we'll send out 60 And the next time 300 grand, we'll send out. Ask it neighbor, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? You better start imagining. You better start seeing. You better start opening your eyes. You better open your heart. You better let God give you large of heart. You better start singing, and you better start speaking that. Don't forget this is the year of the open mouth. You shall have. Put Matthew 11, verse 23 on the screen. Mark 11, verse 23. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. I'll come back to James in a second. Mark eleven twenty three. This is what you got to know how you're going to use your mouth. You can't use your mouth all twisted. Don't, don't let your mouth be all twisted. For surely I say to you, whoever says in its mouth to be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt on his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass. He will have whatsoever he says. So God has put... Um, uh, Receiving Calling Power in your mouth You shall decree a thing Job twenty-two twenty-eight. 28 You shall decree a thing And it shall be established unto you And light will shine on your ways But well, what you gonna decree? You better decree what God has already said Stop saying I can't make it Stop saying it's so hard. Stop saying it's too much trouble. Start saying this is so easy. Y'all didn't even say down on that. Start. You gotta start saying this is so easy. It's easy to have plenty of money. It's easy to have plenty of friends. It's easy to walk in love. It's easy to forgive anybody. It's easy to love anybody. It's easy to be healed. It's easy to walk in divine health. It's easy to walk in divine life. It's easy to do miracles. It's easy to do signs and wonders. It's easy to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. It's easy. It's easy to understand the Word of God. I don't understand. Stop saying you don't understand. You got to get your mouth straight. Go back to James Chapter 5. Oh, Jesus. Let me try to get through this introduction. James 5. Verse 1. In the in the King James. I want you to see this. I'm going to go probably through verse 7. I want you to see this here. Because I was talking about how the devil is trying to shut the church down, shut the prophets up, and then when you open your mouth, get you to speak the wrong thing, because he knows that he knows what comes after the shakeup. Remember, he's read, the devil's read this, so he knows what comes after the shake-up. Something's going to come, Something gonna happen. So watch what he says here. James says this, go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Now he's talking here to the wicked rich. You know, you can be rich and righteous. That man in Psalm 112 was rich and righteous. Job was rich and righteous. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were rich and righteous. You want to be rich and righteous. Jesus Christ himself was rich and righteous. Paul was rich and righteous. You got it? But these, he's talking to these wicked rich men. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you so something's coming to them your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth eaten keep going please your gold and your silver and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you now gold and silver is cankered and rust now that's that that mean what you have ain't even real Uh, now I know none of y'all ever did this but when I was a young man, Mark is like your age. You know, you wanted to impress ladies. This is back when uh, home shopping first came out and things like that. And you could go online and order you a big chunk. Not online, I'm sorry, you can call them on the phone. We, we didn't have online back then. And yes, kids, everything was in black and white. That was a joke. Kid, the kids always act like our lives as kids, we, there was everything was black and white. No. It was colored as the TV was black and white. Anyway, I, I mean, I remember when we got our first color TV in my family. Now, y'all, HD and 4K and Ultra, you know, y'all doing this. What's that new one, that OLED and all that kind of stuff? wee Anyway, but we used to wear those little chains, Brother Marcus. And uh, you, 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 you wear them and you start sweating. And that chain, it looked good when you first got it. Come on, Grishman, right about it, you remember that. We used to run together as kids. Oh my goodness, and the ne- next thing you know, your neck is itching real bad and it's green well, it's green on the necklace, but your, your necks turn black and start burning. So, why? Because it wasn't real. In other words, for the rich and the, the wicked rich, it's not enduring riches like Proverbs 8 talks about. He says, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh. That's what those changes do. <laughs> the changes eat your flesh. God, he says, now watch this. Watch, watch, watch what the Lord says to them. Ye, you, have heat. Treasure together for the last days. This is what's happening. They're gathering it all together. Please, Ecclesiastes 2.26, they have the job of gathering and collecting. They're heaping it all together, so when it's time for God to make the switch, we ain't got to search all over the planet for it. It's just all together. He says, behold, now here's why. What, what's wrong? And this is why people are today are protesting and, and marching and, and 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 saying things. And I'm not against people saying things because there are some things that need to be said. But I want you to want you to understand God's already on it. Understand, God's already on top of it. <laughs> he says, "Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud." which means there's been economic injustice all over the world for centuries. He says you've kept back people's wages. You've gotten rich and kept people poor. He says that those wages, he says it, it, he says it crieth. The higher cries out. This, is If you understand the context, the higher, the wages, the money, that, that that they should have had cries out. That you all missing that. That means, okay, let's say Deacon Robert owns a company and he's got a hundred employees and he, he gets a twenty million dollar bonus in the midst of a pandemic. Now, okay, I know y'all take it. Don't 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 think spiritual. Just think let's think wicked right now. Like right now, Neiman Marcus, which is filed bankrupt, they're trying to get ben- uh, ex- executive bonuses right now, and they're filing bankrupt. Okay, so let's say he's got that, but he's got a thousand employees out there, and they, they, have, they barely make enough money per hour to even live. And he abuses them. Now, this, this, he wouldn't do this. I'm just saying, this. I'm giving an example. The Bible says, the higher which is the money that was due to them, crieth. You'll catch it. That means all the money that he's collected is in the bank or in the stock or wherever it is. God says that money is there, but it's crying. So there's money that belongs to people that's crying out loud, saying, I don't want to be with this man. I belong to these people over here. These people worked hard. These people worked all these hours. These people worked in these factories and all these fields. These people did these things here. And so it cries and it says, And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into, keep going, into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. So the, so the, 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 The money cries and the people cry. This is what's happening. The people are crying out right now. Now watch what God says to the rich man. You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Keep going, please. You have condemned and killed the just and he did not resist you. He couldn't resist you. Now, this is the word now to us. Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the Lord shows up. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it. In other words, you who have been sowing your seed. Go back. Give me the beginning of that verse, the beginning of that verse. The husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it. If you've been sowing, you, you are waiting on the fruit to come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, he tells us what a fruit is, is crying That's in the hands of these people who've robbed everyone else. So in other words, for God to give you or bring this last day wealth in the earth. Notice we always use the phrase wealth transfer not wealth creation. Because God doesn't have to create it, it's already here. It's just all in the wrong hands. Crying out, come and get me. I'm in the hands of the wrong people. And God is going to bring, there's something that's being shaken right now. I hope y'all hear this. Right now, that's about to change everything on this planet. Y'all hear me? Yes. Now again, finances is just one area of this, okay? Yes. But we know there's about to be, a, there's going to be, and is being wrought a financial correction. Yes. <laughs> yes, <sir>. yes. <laughs> but it goes beyond finances, yes. okay? Now, can I show you something in First Corinthians two again? Yes. Okay, First Corinthians two <clears throat> and verse nine. You, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's what we left off about, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, I want to take you back again, like I did before, to verse 6. Verse 6 says, however we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to what? So the rulers of this age, I've been explaining to you, they are coming to nothing. Okay? This system and the rulers of the system, they are coming to nothing. God's shutting everything down. Y'all see this, right? Does everybody see what's going on in the world? Things that were so sure, where you thought there was so much stability, where you thought if you got a job as a teacher, you were just, you were set, or you got a job in government, you were just set, everything's, thought, you know, you made the NFL, you set for life. Now maybe not for long. It just are <laughs> oh, you seeing this around the world? Everything that people have placed their trust in is being shaken, brought, or coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God and the mystery, the hidden wisdom from God, which uh, from which God ordained before the before the ages for our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So the Lord Jesus Christ is in charge of all the glory. Okay. But as it is written, verse 9, as it is written, I has not seen, hallelujah, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So God has prepared things for those who love him. You got this here. Now, what God's going to do, what he is doing, is using foolish things to confound the wisdom of this world. In fact, if you look back at chapter 1 of the same book, I want to look again at verse 26 to 29. Can y'all tolerate this today? 26 says, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise, according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. So in other words, if you want to know who, 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 who's the who's who in God's kingdom, he doesn't go looking for the who's who in the world. He, in fact, grabs a hold of the who's not. The nobodies, the peons, the, the overlooked, the rejected, the one voted least likely to succeed, the one who didn't, doesn't have all the sense in the world. He says, I don't call many of them. Now, he didn't say any. He said not many. So just because you're well-educated does not exclude you from being used by God. Just because you have, you're well-connected, does not exclude you. He just said, not many. In other words, the majority of the folk that God uses. Now, the reason... (laughs) All right. He'll give us the reason here in a minute. Verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty... And the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, things which are not, they ain't about anything, <laughs> to bring to nothing the things that are. Here's why that no flesh, come on, should glory in his presence. So, in other words, for God, what he says, what I'm gonna do in the earth i better use the people who are least spectacular, the ones who are least expected, so that when I do what I do, people will know that it wasn't them. So it doesn't matter to God whether you have a PhD or third grade education. If you put your faith in God, God will use you to do great exploits. The Bible says those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That's the only stipulation was, do you know your God? Over in Daniel chapter 11, he says those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So if you know your God, Then he says, I'll use you to be strong and I'll use you to do great exploits. I'll use you to do great things in the earth. My goodness. So he's got to do something in such a way, Pauline, that those with a Harvard degree who says this is how business operates, I've got to shake theirs up, cause their systematic way of thinking to fail, and then I'll bring somebody else who all they have is a jar of oil. All they have is a bin of flour and a cruise of oil. I'll use somebody who all they have is two fish and five loaves of bread. And I'll bring them from the bottom to the top in the industry. I was, I was watching a video yesterday of a lady. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, oh, she's out in Nashville. She's based in Nashville. And the, the, what caught my attention was, and this, the title of the YouTube video said, uh, this woman turned $5 into $10 million. And uh, I said, wow, well, i, I want to check this out. This is sister there in Nashville. And I said, it's called the Cupcake Collection. You've heard, have you heard of it? The Cupcake Collection. And this woman... She was. She and her husband and the kids—they were broke, no money. Their cars had all had been both both been repossessed. Their house was about to be sold at auction. They're living there, but they already had the date that their house was about to be sold at auction. And she's crying out to God and saying, "I don't know what to do. What do I do?" And she's she's listening to this this Christian uh, uh, financial uh, talk show every day. Some of y'all know the name, and she's listening to him every day. And the guy, Dave Ramsey, is his name. He said he said in his one of his broadcasts. To, to people in, in, in general. If you need money, he said, just have a bake sale. Bake, B A K E. Just have a bake sale. And she's crying, like, I don't know anything about baking. Now, he's not talking to her, he's just talking to people in general. But she grabbed a hold of what he said, a bake sale. If I just get some money, because we got to buy groceries. We got to just have food. I got some money in, our, in my pocket. Have a bake sale. She says, Well, I'm, I'm from New Orleans. This is what she's from. She's a, she's a French. You know, I shouldn't say French, she's a black woman, but what's the Creole name? Yeah, that's what it is, exactly. Mignon François, François. Mignon, that's right, François. And, and she said, uh, I can cook. Creole, New Orleans, I can cook. But I don't know the diddly squat about baking. But I can educate myself. So she just learned and read, okay, why do you use baking soda? Why do you use baking powder? Why do you use certain sugar? Why do you use flour? Well, you know, she learned that stuff. And, and so uh, she started baking. And she made a little money that first day. She said, you know what? I could probably do this every day. Right. And she started baking every day. And next thing you know, she turned that house. That they still have that house they are about to lose. <laughs> turned that house into her bakery. Living there and running a bakery out of it. Now it's world-renowned. People line up. I saw pics of people line up all around the corner to get into her bakery. Am I right, Letitia? You, you live in there. So, so it's, it's a real thing. $5 to $10 million. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a phrase. I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. This is a phrase. How many ever heard of George Washington Carver? Here's a phrase from George Washington Carver. It's worth writing down. If you broke, it's worth writing this down. If you're ready to increase, no matter where you are, it's worth writing this down. Here's a phrase. Start where you are. Write it down. Start where you are. That's four words. Start where you are. It's It's a long sentence. Start where you are with what you have. Next sentence. Do something with it. Four more words. And never be satisfied. End quote. Start where you are. That's George Washington Carver, one of our heroes. Start where you are with what you have. Do something with it and never be satisfied. Start where you are with what you have. Do something with it and never be satisfied. From $5 to $10 million. This is no business school. This is no culinary arts school. She just baked a cupcake. <laughs> oh, y'all y'all don't hear what I'm saying to you. That no flesh, and she's, she's a believer. That no flesh should glory in his presence. So God has to do supernatural things through you that will upset the logic of the world system. That's why miracles happen. That's why when somebody has a broken arm and somebody lays hands on that broken arm and that broken arm gets healed, it upsets medical science. (laughs) He'll use the foolishness of things like uh, just lay your hands on it. Here is King Hezekiah. He cries out to God. He's he's, he's dying. And he, as the king, has the best doctors in the land at his disposal, the best medical science of his day at his disposal. And he's going to die. He's dying. All their research, all their tests, all their experiments, all their treatment is doing him no good. He's dying. Isaiah the prophet shows up. (laughs) I said, Isaiah the prophet, not Isaiah the doctor. Isaiah the prophet shows up and talks to him. And God gives Isaiah the prophet a word for Isaiah, for Hezekiah. Take a lump of figs, lay a lump of figs on him, and he'll be healed. That's how Hezekiah was healed and lived 15 more years. What medical science could not do, God gave a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom to a man of God, and he followed that advice, and he was healed. Naaman, the Syrian, the captain of the Syrian army, was dying of leprosy. And what medical science could not produce in his life, God gave Elijah a word to him and said, go dip seven times in the Jordan River and when he came up out of the Jordan River he was healed because he heard a word and medical science was baffled by it in these last days ladies and gentlemen God is about to show himself so strong not only in finances but uh, he's going to show up medical science I believe in this time thank you Holy Ghost where they can't figure out coronavirus. All their tests are being found incorrect, inaccurate. They're saying, the CDC reported this past week, Deacon Robert, that all the tests that they have, they've been giving out, have a 50% false positive rate. their tests have a 50% false positive. That means they're telling people they have it and they don't have it. 50% of the time. Now something wrong. These are their own words. We're not making this this a conspiracy. These are their own words. And so then the other thing that came out of that is now they're trying to get these vaccines. The problem with the vaccine is they've already found mutations of the original virus. Well, if the original virus mutates, then the vaccine, which is based on the original virus, won't work on the mutation. So that means that they're not finding the answer. But God has a remnant church. He has a people in the earth who believe in signs and wonders and miracles and the gifts of the Holy Ghost who will use their faith and say, God, I, use me. I have the answer. I will lay my hands on the sick. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to come down with a sickness. I'll do what you tell me to do. Let them get in my face. I don't care. I don't care. I will lay hands on them and they will be healed. Why does God to do that? To confound their wisdom, because they want to know how in the world you walk into a, an ICU with packed with people with COVID, and you don't come down with it. You don't need a mask. You don't need gloves. You don't need a uh, what's that a hazmat. How come you didn't come down with it? Well, it touched me. It just died on me. John G. Lake, you remember the story of John G. Lake? Bubonic plague, which they said is back. They found a squirrel in Colorado a couple weeks ago. I'm just telling you. They're testing squirrels now for <laughs> diseases. They found a squirrel. <laughs> it's just getting worse. I mean, it's just getting worse. They found a squirrel. Oh, Lord, we're in trouble. Uh, squirrel's got the plague now. No, it was still surviving. Just in the tree trying to get a nut. That's so all it was trying to do. Just do what squirrels do. <laughs> That's what squirrels do. The squirrel didn't even know. The squirrel found out. Like, I don't even know. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, let me give you this because I got two minutes left. Two minutes left. So he's, he's making the world's wisdom look foolish. The government, the education system is baffled. What are we going to do? How are we going to get people back in school? They're not, they're not going back to school. Teachers are protesting, we ain't going back in the school. I know Pinellas County teachers said, we're not going back in no school, we're not going back in the classroom. Well, how are we going to educate? Hey, church, time for the church to rise up. Time for the church to rise up and reclaim that mountain of education. It's opportunity for the church to reclaim the mountain of science and medicine and all that stuff and show, no, let's let's let you see how God's system works. Glory to God. I'm going to give you one more. Church and church growth. Now we've had in this nation all sorts of seminars and workshops and conferences on how to grow a church. What you gonna do now with your church growth? Pastor's not coming out. One pastor major mega church announced they're shut down the rest of the year. And that's that's just gonna start the domino effect because they're gonna say, well, if he can say we shut the rest of the year, we're not gonna open the rest of the year either. What happened to all your build? yeah, all the building fund campaigns, the mega complexes? What's what's up? Now nothing wrong with mega. I'm not there's nothing wrong with mega. What I'm talking about is all your strategies You can't use no more You know what strategies they use in the Bible Miracles Signs Wonders Gifts of the Holy Ghost That's how they You read the book of Acts That's how the church grew See oh But y'all don't know those those Methods y'all don't Y'all don't know that See, they don't take time to learn those methods. They go to a seminar, a conference, and learn, well, you got to, you know, how many touches and how many, you know, you got to get your assimilation right and all that. That's that's wonderful. Now what? Tell me about your assimilation now. (laughs) All right, let's close here. Back in Isaiah 2, verse 9. Isaiah 2 verse 9, as it is written, eyes not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now we've been dancing around that. I'll dance around a little bit somewhere on Wednesday night. Let me give you this last part here just for today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that scripture comes from Isaiah 64 verse 4. Isaiah 64 verse 4 in the New King James Version. Pull the screen for me, please. Thank you. It says, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. Who acts for the one who waits for him. So no eye has seen nor ear heard any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. Now, that's what 1 Corinthians 2.9 is based on. Okay? So he's prepared things for those who love him. And he's going to act for those who've been waiting on him. I wonder if anybody's been waiting on the Lord. I don't mind waiting. <laughs> right? So because I've been waiting on him, and I've been waiting on him because I love him. And God, I don't want to do anything without you, outside of you. I need you. If I do it on my own like I've been doing in the past, anybody have that kind of testimony? If I do it on my own like I've been doing it in the past, I'm not going to get the results that I really want. So I don't want to keep bumping my head. So I'm going to wait on you to act on my behalf. Now, let's look at this finally. Before we close the day, in the the CEV, the Contemporary English Version, the CEV. Here's what it says here: You are the only God, ever seen or heard of, who works miracles. Oh, you ought to grab a hold of that. You are the only God, ever seen or heard who works miracles for His followers. Now that's what 1 Corinthians 2 9 is referencing. That eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It has an entrance to enter into the heart of man of things that God has prepared. The things that God has prepared. God is going to act on our behalf and there are miracles. Miracles that God has for his people. Put that back on the the screen again. Isaiah 64 verse 4 in the CEV. Isaiah 64 verse 4 in the CEV. Because this is what God is going to do, what he's ready to do now for his followers. He works miracles for his followers. How many of y'all need some miracles in your life? Now you've got to understand what a miracle is. A miracle is an act of God. It's something that, that, that cannot be duplicated in the natural. You got it? Don't call, you know, we, we have in football a miracle catch. You know, it was a miracle, he caught that ball. That wasn't a miracle. That was just skill and, you know, diligent effort. See, what, what's happened is we've dumbed the word miracle down you know, to something you put on your bread, miracle whip. And, <laughs> right, we've made, we've made the word miracle common. I need you to hear me, saints of God. How many followers of God do I have in here? You cannot make miracle common. Miracle, a miracle is an act of God. It's God supernaturally intervening, supernaturally acting in the life of one of his people. And this is what God is ready to do for his people beyond financial miracles, into healing miracles. In fact, I believe in this time we're about to see what the Bible calls unusual miracles. Because miracles, listen to me very carefully, miracles are God's dinner bell. And the church has, for a long time, in mainstream church, has pushed out even the atmosphere for miracles. Because miracles require faith. You got to catch this. You cannot duplicate a miracle, but you can duplicate faith. And when you've not taught faith as a lifestyle, then you, you don't set an atmosphere in your life for miracles to happen. But when you teach faith as a lifestyle, and when when we create an atmosphere of faith in our ministries, then we create an atmosphere where miracles can begin to happen all the time. And the Bible says God works miracles for his followers. So, when you release your faith for miracles, then God is going to act on your behalf. Now, some of you are thinking, well, how... Five times, five times. How that, how's that going to be? I don't know. You don't know either. How could Jesus take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 5,000 men plus women and children? I don't know. How could Jesus take plain old tap water and turn tap water into the best wine they've ever had? I don't know. I don't know, but all I know is that when you release your faith then miracles will happen in your life. And what God wants to do, so uh, if you allow this word desperately in the earth in this time, is to bring forth miracles in the lives of of his believers such that the world stands back and says, whoa, wait a minute, what's this? Because the world, thank you, Holy Ghost, the world has made the church common. The world has made the the church uh, non-essential. That's why the world can so easily shut churches down. They don't see churches as necessary because we've not kept an atmosphere where miracles happen. But I got a feeling that there are some people who are hungry for the Holy Ghost in these last days of saying, God, we want to be an epicenter. We want to be a place where miracles happen. I want to be a walking miracle center that wherever I go, if I'm in Publix, if I'm in Walmart, if I'm in Best Buy, if I'm at the field, wherever I am, miracles can happen in my life, through my life. Does anybody have that as your testimony right now? I don't. I don't only want to receive miracles I want to be a miracle worker Somebody shout I want to be a miracle worker Lord if you can use Anything you can use me I want to be a miracle worker Everywhere I go I will lay hands On the sick and they will recover I will cast out devils I will raise the dead That when medical science says we've done all we can do, we can say, now get on out the way. I told you all a few weeks ago, before all this broke out, that there was a showdown coming. And in the showdown that, that Elijah had on Mount Carmel. Those prophets of Baal spent all day crying spent all day shouting, spent all day making a fuss, spent all day cutting themselves, trying to get their God to answer, trying to get their God to respond, but their God was no good because their God was not real. But when Elijah said, now y'all done boys, get on out the way. Now, now, now I'm gonna call on the real God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Israel, the God of exceeding grace, Christian center, I'm gonna call on that God and he's gonna answer by fire. And he said, bring some water and fill everything up with water and soak everything down. Soak down the sacrifice, soak down the rocks, soak down everything. And God answered by fire, licked up all the water, licked up all the rocks, licked the sacrifice. And they said, that God, he is the real God. And God wants to show in 2020 who is the boss. God wanna show in 2020 who's the real God. You've had fake gods out there, you've had fake idols out there, but I'm gonna show you who's the real God. When your money fails, I won't fail. When your medicine fails, I won't fail. When your schools fail, I won't fail. When your churches fail, I won't fail. I wasn't about your church, I'm about my kingdom. And if you walk in my kingdom, you'll never fail. Somebody give God a shout of praise in this place. Major unusual miracles are about to happen all over the world. I want you to keep, keep your ears open and your eyes open. I'm announcing major did you hear what I said? Major Unusual miracles are about to happen all over the world. Miracles of healing. Unusual. Not just physical, where you, somebody gets up and walks. Someone who has mental retardation. Dementia. All sorts of mental blockages. Where there were no eyes, there will be eyes. And where there were no legs, there will be legs. And where there were no arms, there will be... Y'all hear what I'm saying to you. I'm announcing, I'm prophesying right now. Major unusual miracles are about to happen on the world because God's about to get the attention of the world and let them know my son is alive and well. Can y'all join me in believing God for major... So major, CNN will cover it. The news outlets will cover it. Major. Major miracles of deliverance. And what I specifically heard was prisons open where missionaries have been imprisoned all over the world. It will be like the days when the angel went in and broke the chains of Peter and opened the prison bars and the prison doors and then opened the gates of the city. We will hear of Christian missionaries that have been in prison all over the world all of a sudden appearing in the town squares preaching the gospel of Jesus. I'm telling you, God is taking us back to the Acts Church once again. Do I have anybody who believes God with me for this? I'm telling you, you better get stirred up right now. You better get stirred up right now. God is ready to move so supernaturally. He's going to get the attention of your mama and your cousin and your friend who you've been witnessing to for 10 years and they wouldn't come to church. They wouldn't hear your faith, but God's going to do some miracles that they're going to hear about. They're going to see them and God's going to get their attention and they're going to run right up in here in the midst of a pandemic. They're going to say, I want to be saved. I believe God is alive. I believe God is real because I have seen." I've heard what God has done I prophesy That there will be laws Overturned Supernaturally Laws that have been unjust Laws that have been oppressive Laws that have been in place will be overturned and, watch this, mark my words. What's today's date, the 19th, July 19th? Mark my words, we will see governments overthrown. There are governments that oppress their own people. few weeks ago, Apostle D'Urba prophesied whirlwind and it wasn't about a week later all of a sudden, pandemonium broke out all over this nation governments are about to be overthrown in particular, says the Lord, East Africa (laughs) so brasta la bada rabashata rabakarabasa ta de de kedede i'm talking about god is moving in a major way huh. and i prophesy for the people of god major financial Releases, reverses, reversals, and reallocations. I'll say it again so it gets in your spirit. I prophesy major financial releases, reversals, and reallocations. The wages are crying out. Money is crying out. Like the blood of Abel cried out from the ground. Because he lost his life unjustly. <laughs> I don't know if y'all caught what just was what, what just, just said. While my people have been crying out for money, God said, I, I got the money crying out for them. You've been crying out. He said, but the money's crying out. He's going to have money reallocated. You're going to, some of y'all are going to receive some major releases. Oh, I don't know who that's for. You better grab hold of it. Some of y'all are going to get some major financial reversals. Things that will turn around in your life financially. And don't get it bent. Don't become a hoarder. Don't become some rich snob. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord flow through you. Let the Lord bless people through you so you never run out. I'm going to say this and God is ready to put his faithful people listen to this in charge of large money Large territory and large work. Did you hear what I said? Large money. Boy, y'all better grab a hold of what I'm saying. Large money, large territory, and large work. I'm not talking about large money so you can go float on a boat for the rest of your life. Large money, large territory, and large work. How many of y'all ready to do some large work for the kingdom of God? You're about to be given major responsibility. Major responsibility in the earth. Now listen to this. To whom much is given, which is required. So in this hour, you're going to have to dig in. Focus in. Lord, what would you have me to do? Because he's going to increase your territory and increase your responsibility. If you've been faithful over the little things, you've been faithful over the few things, you're about to be made ruler over much, large money, large territory, large work, major responsibility. If you receive it, I want you to just, just begin to worship the Lord right now and, and receive it into your spirit. Worship him because Worship him so you can work that word down past your soul. Worship so you can worship it, work it down past your mind. Past your reasoning. Past your, your salary cap. Past your own human limitations. Worship the Lord right now and work that word into your spirit. Come on, I know it won't be everybody, but whoever it is, I just want you to worship. Some of you, you might still be 10, 20 years off from what I'm talking about. But some of you, it's going to be this year, you begin to move into major responsibility. Large money, large, large territory, large work. Some of you, you've already been priming for this. You've already been priming. You've already been preparing for this. You've already been thinking along these lines. And I prophesy into your life, large money, large territory, large work, major responsibility. You've been faithful over one, over a little. I'll make you rule over ten cities. Large territory, major responsibility. And as you worship, begin to use your your own mouth and declare and decree Well, the Lord has already said, prophesy into your own life, I receive large money, I receive large territory, I receive large work, I receive major responsibility. Come on, prophesy into your own life. You may already be able to see it. You may already have an idea. You may already have a picture of what that looks like. Come on, prophesy. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak out that vision you've had. Speak it out. Speak out what you've seen yourself doing for the kingdom of God. Speak it out. Come on, this is the atmosphere. Come on. Come on, come on, build it up. Come on, go to work right now in the spirit. Come on, church. Come on, church. I'm telling you right now, you can speak out what you've seen. Don't be moved by the world. They can only dream of what I have for you. I have something for you. I have something great for you. I have something great for you. I have a major work in your life. I have made responsibility for you. I have a large territory for you. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm ready to make your rule over many things. I'm ready to give you many cities, large cities, large cities, large territory, many people. I'm bringing you many people. I'm bringing you many people, many people who you shall lead into the Lord. Many people. You shall bring into my kingdom. Many people. You shall lead into my goodness. Many people. You shall teach my ways. Many people. Hallelujah. 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 Oh my Oh my. Come on, you, you you can help yourself right now. Get past your mind. Your mind your mind doesn't get it. Your mind doesn't get it. It has. I entered into your mind. It has entered into your heart. Oh. Oh. I need you to see it. Hallelujah Glory, 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 glory Father in Jesus name I ask you Lord today To confirm your word to your people With mighty signs following Confirm the word that we've released today Confirm that word, Father, in the natural to your people. Let, we, God, I ask you to let a glimpse be seen this week. Let a door open in the right direction. Towards what you have prepared for your people. Let your people see that what you've spoken through your servant is not hype, it's not a fantasy. It's your word, what you've spoken, it is truth. For you cannot lie. And that God, you yourself have been waiting for this moment, for this hour. Preparing your people for this hour. You spoke through the servant last week and said that it's time for the leading edge church to lead. So Lord, thank you that we will begin to lead. Thank you for this time and opportunity to reclaim every mountain of influence. Uh, that while Hollywood is not producing like they used to, Father, that it's time for born-again people to begin producing the right kind of movies, the right kind of television, the right kind of shows. That while school systems are, Lord, in panic mode and they're stuck, they're paralyzed by their fear, by their uncertainty, Father. Think that it's time now for the body of Christ to rise up in that mountain of education, oh God, and take over and begin to give our children a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, to see the world through the eyes of the kingdom of God. Oh God, thank you that God you're raising up teachers, hallelujah, educators in the body of Christ, God, who will assume, who will assume the position. in the name of Jesus. God as you're shaking things up raise up mighty voices from within the kingdom of God who will speak thank you Father that God you'll raise us up in the area of finances so that Father our wisdom will be heard For you said in your word, a poor man's wisdom will not be heard. And Father, the wisdom you've given us, the wisdom that is available through the Holy Ghost, has the exact precise answers for every situation on this planet. So Father, as you speak, back up our words with the finances, Father, that will cause us to be heard. And we pray, Father, for mighty miracles. Signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Things that medical science have said that are terminal. No cures. No therapy. No operation can fix it. (laughs) Those are the precise opportunities, Father, that you're looking for. To show yourself strong and mighty and powerful. In this age, in the name of Jesus, raise up miracle workers in this house. Raise up miracle workers in this house. Men and women of God who release their faith in boldness everywhere we go. Let your mighty hand be stretched so that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we bless you today and we honor you today. We believe your word. You said in your word, Father, that if we believe in you, we'll be established. And if we believe your prophets, we shall prosper. Father, we believe this prophetic word, something big is coming. And what you have for us, the world can only dream about it. So God, thank you for largeness of heart. The ability to see big. Enlarge our vision. So that we don't limit you to only what we can think. For you said it were you are able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. So thank you for what you shall do in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Why don't you give God a big shout of praise today?